Welcome to Last Match Day, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm the final countdown! And I am Kong. And today we're coming to you from March 27th, 1994, from the Yokohama Arena in Yokohama, Japan. It's AJW's Wrestling Queendom 2. Aja Kong and Bull Nakano versus Akira Hokuto and Shinobu Kandori, episode 75. 75? Snakes Alive, episode 75. Yeah, how many things rhyme with alive, right? That's, that's uh, <laughs> more than four, I'm sure. Oh, oh, that rhymed. Hey, oh, episode 75, guys. Can you believe it? Um, I mean, I can't, if we're three quarters of the way now through season we're on the gold anniversary, guys. How Seventy-five years of podcast. Golden, <laughs> golden, isn't it? Isn't it diamond? Isn't seventy-five diamond? Did 75? we talk about this last time? I feel like we did. I <laughs> okay, feel okay, like okay. we did, and I have so many regrets. Twenty-five is oh, your twenty-five is silver. Fifty is gold. Di- seventy-five is, oh. is diamond. One hundred is a hundred. Platinum. Who knows? Not me. Not or me. maybe it's just precious rubies. <laughs> This has been an incredible, incredible ride, and I could not think of a better way to celebrate 75 episodes than going back to AJW that's given us so many bangers time and time again. Uh, Anything with Joshi, I'm all over. I love Japanese wrestling. Um, Wendell, I have I have a question for you. So I have an answer. uh, In the past, if I if I'm if my memory serves me correct. Didn't we cover an absolute war between Akira Hokuto and Shinobu Kandori? These women hate each other. What the fuck are they doing teaming together? It's... And also, before you answer that, oh, okay. Aja Kong and Bull Nakano, these two have had multiple cage death matches. Today, we explore what happens when combustible teams collide. Combustible? Okay. Can they coexist? No. <laughs> Well, yes, but no. Listen, we have a lot to get to. These are four of our favorites, right? Is is this Aja Kong's first time on our list? I, yeah, this it is. is the introduction of Aja Kong. It absolutely last match is. It absolutely is. Uh, you know, it's so interesting where this match falls on the timeline because the Hokuto Kandori match that we uh, talked about, the the barn burner that we loved so much, that's currently ranked number ten. I'm saying it's number ten. It's number ten on our list at this point. Uh, that happened in 1993, Dream Slam 1993. Oh, Nakano's other spot. On this list is against Alundra Blaze at SummerSlam 1994, just a few months after this match takes place. Wow. Right? Isn't that so fascinating? Uh, but I wanted to talk to you guys about last week's episode Ah, really quickly uh, because I think this is the first time that we have covered tag matches in back-to-back episodes. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah, it's absolutely true. If you recall, last time we did Best Friends versus uh, Proud and Powerful. God, yeah, the the so parking lot brawl from AEW, our first AEW match. And we had a couple of comments. Uh, first of all, Ben on Twitter. Uh, we love you, Ben. You're the best. He said, that match was very Def Jam fight for New York. <laughs> 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 love and, it. You know, he's so not wrong. He's right. <laughs> he's so he's not, not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong. Um, on Patreon, we had a couple of comments as well. Our steamed ham champ, Dylan, said, way too recent to be on the list, in my opinion. That's fair. I get it. We kind of looked at that, um, but we also kind of felt like if we didn't jump into AW, we, we were it was going to be too late, and we were going to be done. Like, oh no, we have to go back and talk about all these cool matches. 
Uh, yeah, we definitely didn't want to get bogged down with AEW a little bit later. Not to say that that would happen. Um, I can only really think of maybe two other ones that I would throw in there. But and I won't it, it feel was bad with two. It was one that's been requested, and lot, I'm glad actually. we covered it. Yeah, it's it's a match uh, that we covered. It it uh, <laughs> <coughs> definitely worth going back to to listen to the episode. I think we had a lot of fun talking about it. Jen on Patreon also said totally bummed at the placement. Uh, this match really spotlighted uh, both teams' ability to switch gears from comedy wrestling to hardcore, and it was a damn good match. And Jen's not wrong. Jen's not wrong. Um, and one thing that I, I didn't even think about this, and I just re-listened to it yesterday, you make your favorite joke about Chuck Taylor being a mechanic. He spends a lot of time in that match underneath a car. <laughs> I appreciate that deeply, and he does, in fact, look like a mechanic. I do not back down. I do not back down. Um, Charles Taylor, the mechanic. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, we – and we were very, I think, transparent about this in the episode itself is we were unsure. We were. Right? We talked a lot about does this match belong on the list. We ultimately decided that it does. I think it did. Yeah, we put it at the, at the bottom, and it might end up staying there. We Who knows? We might find out. But I think – I stand by what I said – um, I don't even remember what I said. I just remember I at the time I was like, "This is how I feel," and it's how I'm always gonna feel. I think I said something along the lines of, "I really appreciated the effort that that company would go through during the pandemic era to make things feel like or seem like they were normal, even though we knew they weren't." And um, they found creative ways to do that, and I think is. this is a really good example of that. They couldn't go and have like a big brawl in the crowd. So go do it in the parking lot. It's like they did a lot of stuff like that. And I, and I always feel really bad when I'm praising one company. It sounds like I'm shitting on everybody else. Because remember the time I'm like, yeah, I love AEW. I also like NXT. So don't come at me. <laughs> because people have tried. I think I think Ben summed it up, though. Very Def Jam fight for New York. Oh, yeah. yeah and you know. that's why I, lo- and I love them for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that. Um, again, we love hearing your feedback. That's the whole reason we do this show. So if you have more thoughts on that match or the one we're about to cover right now, definitely do that. Reach us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at LastMatchCast. You can also email us at LastMatchStanding at gmail.com. We get matches that way all the time, and we love that. So, I mean, here we are, episode 75. We're three-quarters of the way through season four, three-quarters of the way through uh, 100 at this point, know, which I'm is scared. completely bonkers. And, hey, over on our Patreon page, we are all the way – to WrestleMania 28 in our exclusive Patreon series, Last Mania Stand. And as you all know, 28 is by far the best WrestleMania ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nothing be... is ever going to live up to the the, the unbelievable heights of that WrestleMania. It'll never be topped. Never again. It'll never, ever. That main event will never, ever, ever happen ever again. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> That's right. They would never do it the next year. And they would never tease about doing the theater after that. It would never happen. <laughs> Ever. 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 <laughs> but you're right. It's a great, great time to join Patreon for that reason. So many episodes to catch up on for Last Mania Standing. Uh, and we also have our last Trivia Standing series as well where we – Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We have some really, really fun formats for trivia challenges between the three of us and also our last Patron Standing Trivia Series as well where we invite our patrons on to, uh, to do some trivia with us as well. And it's really, really fun. And there will be more Jeopardy. Yes. Ooh. Believe me. Believe be that. Um, but here we are, guys. Episode 75. This this is a match that we've looked at for a really long time. 
Um, and it's one that I could not be more pumped to oh, put on this list. Man. Yeah. And if I had to guess, no spoilers, but if I had to guess, it probably will rank higher than last week's episode. I'm, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> just most likely. Most I likely. am very hopeful for where this one's going to go. I think it's going to. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna go the distance. I, it I, might surprise some people. Uh, and if you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. Watch it. It's on YouTube. No excuses. Definitely. Uh, you know, hit play on it right now while we're talking about it because yeah. oh my god, it is phenomenal. Yes. So I'm gonna take us back to. I, I know this match takes place in 1994. I'm gonna take us back to July 19th, 1989. Here we go. Joshi Legend, Lioness Asuka retires from professional wrestling and vacates the WWWA World Championship, leaving a void in the world of women's professional wrestling. Who was going to step up and be the next ace of AJW and capture the most prestigious prize in women's wrestling history? January 4th, 1990. We skip ahead to Bull Nakano winning a tournament in the finals against Mitsuko Nishiwaki. And Bull Nakano begins the most dominant WWWA World Championship reign in AJW history, holding the championship for 1,057 days. Damn. Let's pause here. (laughs) Let's pause here. That's like four years. To introduce (laughs) the newest woman to make the last match standing list like we talked about earlier, and that's Aja... Kong. Mm. Mm. Who, who, as we know, is the mother of Awesome Kong. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That, that's totally, <laughs> totally kayfabe. I mean, that's where she Not got kayfabe the, at that's all. That's where she got the name from. Uh, born Erika Shishido, Kong had a difficult upbringing. Her father was African-American, her mother Japanese. So growing up, at the time period she was growing up, she was ostracized by her family, bullied by people at school for her mixed heritage. But she pushed through it all, was trained by the All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, and graduated as part of their class of 1986. She made her debut that summer and immediately joined the Dump Matsumoto Heel Stable. Uh, The Dump. uh, Dump Matsumoto. Fantastic, fantastic, legendary uh, Japanese wrestler. I know, it's just a silly name. Dump Matsumoto. Uh, The stable was known as Goku Gaku. uh, uh, Sorry, Goku Gaku. I had it right. Goku Gaku Domai, and in English, that's that's uh, atrocious alliance. <laughs> uh, along with the tag team partner Nobuko Kimura, that's who. Ooh. Yeah, that's who Aja Kong joined with. That's a name we might see again. After the stable dissolved in '88 due to Matsumoto's retirement, uh, Shishido and Kimura went their separate ways, but reformed in 1990 as Jungle Jack. Who, if you go back and watch the early. AJW around the 90s, uh, late 80s, 90s, you will see some Jungle Jack. Formidable tag team, to say the least. These names are so silly, though. I love it. Oh, it's, it's Joshi. Come on. I know, but it's like when you hear it in Japanese, like, oh, yeah. And in English, oh, for the Japanese name. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not fair. I mean, you've got all sorts of crazy. You've got the best friends. You've got. You've well, no, got but you said Goku Gaki. I mean, Ameri- that sounds what, awesome. What's the uh, what, what's the the um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy? What are they? Jurassic Express. Jurassic yeah. Express. Before, like, it's, it's mean, before, before it was a boy and his dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like um, Jurassic Express over that. So at this point, when the tag team Jungle Jack is formed, these two are known as Aja Kong and Bison Kimura. 
and they entered a two-year feud against their former allies, Bull Nakano, and her heel stablemate, Gokumon Toe. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the name of her stable. Uh, a Bull Nakano stable. Uh, during their partnership, Kong and Kimura would win the WWWA World Tag Team Championship twice, and Kong actually lost a hair versus hair match along with her partner on January yep. 11th, 1991. And you know she sticks with that for a while, I think. Yeah, so it's her and um, her and Bison versus uh, Nakano. Oh, who's Nakano's partner? I can't remember. Oh, but I've seen the match. It's actually really. It's, it's weird because we watched a cage match that we thought was the best thing ever, and we're like, oh wait, no, this is the wrong one. <laughs> I think the hair versus hair is not is not the one. But it's like a, it's no, watch like that, that one. Something like that. <laughs> this one's a badass. Aja Kong herself pursued Bull Nakano for the WWWA World Singles Championship throughout the early 90s. She failed on several attempts before finally achieving her goal on November 15th, 1992, ending Nakano's three-year reign. Gah. These two monster performers were the most dominant in all of AG, AJW for the first half of the decade, and in 1994, decided to form one of the most formidable tag teams in AJW history. Coming off of her career-defining performance with Ladies, Ladies Legends Pro Wrestling's Shinobu Kandori, Akira Hokuto, at this time, is the top babyface in AJW and fully has her sights set on Aja Kong and the WWWA Championship. She also has the best interest team of all time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, despite winning the Japan Grand Prix, however, Hokuto fails to capture the title due to a flare-up of a pre-existing knee injury. As we talked about last time, Hokuto is actually known the as the mummy from all of the injuries. She's constantly taped up with something. Uh, but the thing is, her toughness is tried and true. No matter how many times she gets beaten, she refuses to give up. Because she's the best. Kandori is the outsider, right? She's from LLPW. She led the cross-promotional war, the cross-promotional war against AJW. She's also very scary. With her background in judo, she's terrifying. Oh, uh, she showcases that judo background in this match and it's it's something to watch. And who remembers what other profession she has up her arsenal? What's that? Professional golfer. Oh my god, shut let's, up. Let's all remember. Shut let up. Let us not forget. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, oh, we talked for this earlier. <laughs> As if I was going to let this episode slide by and not mention that. Did mm -hmm. not. Uh, so call her what you will. Uh, can Shinobu Kandori quickly became. <laughs> golfer. Shinobu Kandori, the golfer. <laughs> Quickly became one of the most feared golfer. I'm sorry, wrestlers <laughs> in the sport of Joshi. Oh, for good reason. Just so, watch this match; you'll see why. When you look at the most dominant forces in AJW, these four women are at the top of that list. But at Queendom 1994, the question was: Can Shinobu Kandori and Akira Hokuto possibly work together? After the war that they had against each other, the several that they've had against so, each other. So, I'm going to make a reference to Cobra Kai. Oh, boy. So, I, ha I have two answers. There's the short one and the long one. The short one is no. The long one is yes, but only because there is a larger threat. Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Russo hate each other, but whenever... John Kreese and Terry Silver 
combined their dojos, the only way to win was to team up, even if we still hate each other. And Paul, I think that's a really insightful point because that is the question. Even if they're able to somehow put their differences aside, they're going against what's widely known as the most dominant tag team in women's wrestling history. Yep. In Aja Kong and Bull Nakano. The this, scariest tag team. This feels, guys, to me very much like the four pillars. You know what I mean? When, when I think of, of these greatest Joshi of all time, you, I, I think, there's a Toyota, obviously, yeah. that, that would not be included in that. That's the only other person. Uh, like, but there's uh, – but like, Linus Asuka. You know, like there's obviously some names that are not. But these – if you're thinking about some of the greatest uh, women wrestlers of all time. You're right. looking at them right now. You're looking at a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> these are all in that conversation. Yeah, I think I think everyone we've mentioned, Kyoko Inoue, you know, yeah, a, a exactly. couple of other ones. Exactly. But holy shit, these four mm-hmm. could fit right up there at the top. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, this is pro wrestling storytelling at its finest. And I, I can't wait to call this match with you guys. Or, you know, break it down. Yeah. We're not calling it. That's something else. <laughs> that is That is something else entirely. I mean, I would love to lay down a commentary track for this match. Hey, we, we might as well just go ahead and spill the beans. Uh, we will be uh, – Spencer and I will have the opportunity to call some wrestling. That's right. In the very, very near future. If uh, you'd like to check out the Pro Wrestling 225 Facebook page, uh, we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Yeah. yeah very that's, exciting. That's absolutely true. We make our, our live ringside commentary debut um, as actually just two days from now from date of recording. Um, so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. So definitely you can follow them on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and they, they post a lot of content there, too. So even if they you're do. not located in the Baton Rouge area, which I know most of our listenership um, is not, uh, there's plenty think, of really quality content to catch up on and watch yeah, watch online as well. 2% of our viewers are yeah, yeah, Something like that. Something <laughs> like that. Um, gosh, this match. This match. Well, these entrances. Okay, Ugh. these songs are bops. I mean, like they are not just like, oh, cool entrance themes. Like, let me put them on a playlist and listen to them regularly. Although I will say, I will say, I know we talk about Hokuto's is, is great, and it it's is so but good. You convince me that Aja Kong's right? theme song right is not being sung <laughs> by Michael PSAs. You tell me, and I, I won't knew believe you. Someone was gonna I say. I will it. not believe you. Bad Street. <laughs> Atlanta, GA. Oh my Baddest god! Bad Street. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, where is Kong build from? Bad Street, USA. <laughs> Bad Street, USA. Uh, the, no, the tension backstage already between Hokuto oh. and Kandori in the pre-match interview is so heavy. Don't even look at each other. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's beautiful. You and you know if if you don't know what you're like, if you don't know who these are, if you've never seen them before, if you don't know that they're about to team up, it looks like almost a we're going to have both competitors that are facing each other. Yeah, it That's feels exactly what it looks like, like that. That's exactly what it looks like. Because I, mean, I, I don't speak the language, but like I definitely speak body language, and they these two hate each other. When Kong walks to the ring, ho, ho, ho. she walks with a purpose. Yep. Well, she has to. I mean, you have to know that Kong knows that in her neighborhood, the further down the street you get, the badder it got. Oh, my, stop God, it. God stop it. <laughs> Okay, I think that's. I think I'm done. Look, it's a long match, it, and I, there's going to be more references. <laughs> Jesus. So I do love how we get separate entrances for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So so Kong comes out as the champion, right? She's composed. She's angry and intent 
on causing destruction and pain and carrying a trash can. Oh, well, she does all those things. But I love that because she walks out and then Hokuto comes out. Yeah. And I got con- – like, am I watching the wrong match? No, it says Kong and Nakano versus Hokuto and Kandori. But that f- – that fucking track every yeah. time. It's the third time we've heard it I now. Hokuto's track is And every time incredible. I'm like, I'm a Spencer. Put that on a playlist. I'm, I'm going to go jogging to that tomorrow. This takes place in the Yokohama Arena with 16,500 fans. And they were – Are you serious? Are you serious that right was, now? That, was, that was me. I would like to be very clear. <laughs> I said I was done, and I stuck by it. <laughs> it, it, it works. There's enough syllables there to make it work. 16,000 fans losing their minds for Akira Hokuto. They I, really are. Oh, man. I believe this was actually billed as Akira's farewell match, if I'm not mistaken. After this, she did leave for CMLL. She returned, of course, um, but at the time, they may not have known. Like th- This was very likely the, they thought this the last time they would see her in AJW. They called this series of matches... Uh, the the Dangerous Queen final countdown. She'd actually go on to have a very brief stint in WCW. She did, actually. The only ever WCW women's champion, right? <laughs> well, basically, she won the belt, and then she went back to Japan and never defended it. And it, the belt and was like, dissolved. All right, well, uh, Medusa's going to win it. And then Medusa had, like, Five matches, and two of them were against men. Right off the bat, Kandori and Hokuto are not on the same page. And Kong and Nakano make Akira pay for it. They victimize her. The shots. I have never seen a better tag out in my entire life. Akira goes over to her corner... And fucking smacks Kandori in the face. Hard. Your turn, bitch. <laughs> well, you got you to remember, this is after she has basically taken the stiffish shots from Kong. And then Nakano comes in and she's like, hey, I hate you. Yeah, so Shinobu German comes suplex. in. Shinobu <laughs> comes in. Immediately, Bull Nakano sort of takes the upper hand. Oh, no, I love this because Kandori tries to knock her down and she's like, uh-uh. Exactly. You got to try harder than that. Exactly. <laughs> and she just starts hitting her harder, and she's like, no. And and the thing is, is, is you know, you look at Nakano, you look at, at Kong, and you think they're going to, you know, dominate physically this match. It, it, at least that's what it looks like. That's what you think. But that doesn't mean that their whole game is ground and pound. It's not. Right? It, it's not long after Kandori enters the ring where Nakano drops Kandori face first with a draping DDT from the top rope. I love this. I thought she was going to do a slingshot suplex. She kind of does. Like, boing, DDT. Yeah, I'm like, oh, gorgeous. Eat your heart out, Randy Orton. Okay? And, and immediately, she goes to the corner, tags in Kong, and Kong nails a head kick. Oh, man. Full contact head kick on Kandori, and Kandori is out. That head kick, oh, yeah. I thought, okay, this match one is over. Two, this crowd is losing it. <laughs> They are they are just blown away by what they just saw. Yeah, I feel like the crowd is not too keen on seeing Kandori. <laughs> These women are not messing around. No, they're not. It's and brutal. I love that. The outside attendants are nursing Kandori back. She gets back into the ring and is you know kind of throws Bull into an armbar. 
uh, before going over to Akira's corner. And notice, I don't say her team's corner because they're not a team right no. now. It's Akira's corner <laughs> uh, where she essentially starts brawling with her own tag team partner. Yep. <laughs> There's points where I'm watching the match and I'm just saying, like, this is pretty much what I was expecting Although I wasn't smartened up to the fact that Kong and Nakano had like, all right, we're not going to try to kill each other now. We're going to try to kill everybody else now. We've got that out of our systems. Look at these two losers. They can't even tag out without fighting. We got this in the bag. Yeah, needless to say, it doesn't go over well. Uh, Kong drags uh, Hokuto out into the crowd and tosses her over an announce table, stabs her with a barricade. Yep. How's yeah. that for a barricade spot? Yeah, Spencer? listen. <laughs> attempted murder with a barricade. I will accept only attempted murder with a barricade. <laughs> Nothing less. Uh, then we get what might be my third favorite moment in the history of the podcast. Uh-oh. Aja Kong hits not one, not two, not even three, but five jumping pile drivers. Consecutive jumping pile drivers. And I'm sitting there going, well, that's the end. She does not go for a pin. Nope. She tags in Bull Nakano. Right. Which therefore utilizes the third teaching of Cobra Kai, which is show no mercy. <laughs> there it is again. Uh, Nakano continues to work on the neck while she's in there, not allowing Akira any time to recover or get to her corner. We love a dragon sleeper, first of all. Yes, like, we do. We yes. just love a dragon sleeper. And then to follow that up with some offense like a leg drop, it logically makes sense and so it just makes me you know it's another reason to admire it's beautiful what Bull Nakano is doing in the ring it's so genius Mm -hmm. and and clearly Nakano Kong who is what I'm calling the tag team uh, had a game plan going in isolate and decimate the dangerous queen they they basically do because there's like a good two or three minutes where Kandori's like I don't care just watching Hokuto just get I'm going to say it again victimized absolutely victimized but there was one moment i really want to talk about because spencer you can attest to this it happened i had to rewind it and watch it again then i paused it jumped out of the chair kicked this door down and said landon when were you gonna tell me that akira hokuto used my finish oh yeah the gut wrench power bomb <laughs> the sit out gut wrench i'm like oh my god i know i know it's the queen bomb it's it's, it's slightly different it's more like it's how about you use akira hokuto's finish okay there. that's, that's there fair you go. that's there fair you go. she but hits two dangerous queen bombs on nakano seemingly out of nowhere well, like the first one's going all right cool the second was like that that that's what i used to do and when it isn't enough for a three she walks over to Kandori, smacks her in the arm to get out of the ring. And what I loved about this moment is this time Shinobu doesn't lose her composure. No. She just takes it. She walks right in and goes to work like this is a normal thing, which at this point it is. Um, and you know what? This may be my new favorite tag team of all time. It's just so entertaining the to fuck, watch. The fucking odd couple over here. And what I love about this is that, again – Shinobu has difficulty doing enough damage to Bull Nakano to keep her down. Oh, I love this. She goes for three lariats. And I think every single one she does, Nakano reacts less. But again, Nakano is able to get the upper hand, goes to tag out, and Kong again delivers a strike. It's like they had a system. They did. 
They, but they, this time, they definitely did. But this time, the action stays in the ring with a barrage of kicks to a downed Kandori. Oh, and those ki- those kicks were disgusting. Well, think about this sequence. I'm just going to walk you through it really quickly. This sequence, right? It starts with that strike, right when Kong gets into the ring, and then it's followed by a brain buster, and that's when Kandori's down, and it's just receiving, just being pelted by these kicks from Kong, right? Well, Kong says, "I really loved that pile driver earlier." And I did those to Akira. So let me go ahead and do one to you for good measure. <laughs> so Kandori takes a jumping pile driver. Um, and then... I thought she was going to do more. But rather than continuing the assault with um, pile drivers, decides, let's let's just torture you. So we're going to put you into a, a Boston Crab, into an STF now immediately that's a, following. That's an STF. That is an STF, my friends. Oh. And so it goes back to the point that I made earlier that even though Aja Kong and Bulnakato can physically dominate this match, they don't have to. No. Like, they can use the DDTs and the submission moves and show that they are just as skilled technically as Hokuto and Kandor. And they are firmly in control. And it, but they do. she does make a mistake at this point. She picks up Shinobu, whips her into the corner, Akira's corner, and Shinobu Kandori kicks Hokuto through the ropes to tag her in. <laughs> this is just the best. But it also, I think that speaks to some extent to how in control Kong and Akano were. Yep. Like, if you're afraid of losing control of the match, you don't make that mistake where you throw Kandori into the into Akira's corner. You don't. True. They knew but what it, they were doing. Yeah, they had just beat down Akira before. So they know they're in control of this match. So I think at this point, they're comfortable with whoever's in the ring because they're dominating. It's like, bring it on. We got this. Exactly. Well, Akira enters the ring <laughs> mm-hmm. and decides it would be a great idea to enter into a test of strength <laughs> Bad idea. with Aja Kong. Spoiler alert, does not go well for her. I mean, maybe she was eating her Wheaties that morning, but in my book, that's never a good idea. No, and then she says, you know what? I'm just going to slap Kong as hard as I can. Oh, the, the, now we enter the slaps giving portion of the contest. Oh. Hey, I, Akira Hokuto wins that battle, actually. She does, and but the shots that she takes from Kong legitimately frightened me. Seriously, the loudest, stiffest slaps I've ever seen. And she says, as my reward for winning this slap fest, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take you outside, if that's okay, and I'm going to pile drive you onto this table. Yeah, yep. well, you got to get the receipt for the suplex on of the table, course, right? And course, the five consecutive pile drivers she took Yeah, so does five leaping pile drivers in the ring equal one on the table? I, don't I think know. so. It's it's worth it. it's a conversation. Table doesn't break though, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> mean, meanwhile, sh- back in Shinobu Kandori Land, Shinobu takes Bull Nakano all the way to the front of the stage and slams her into the steel entry doors. I love that. And and let's be clear here; these are like WrestleMania length ramps, right? So they travel, they they venture. And now, so at this point, we're about halfway through. We're 17 minutes into this match. And it has been nonstop from beginning to end. And this is what we love about these Joshi encounters, especially in a tag team match like this, <laughs> is that the action really is seamless pretty much the whole time. Um, but halfway through, this match goes 35 minutes. And I'm, I'm exhausted yeah. watching. Um, but we're not over yet. It's not over yet. Uh, Kong pulls Hokuto back into the ring. So both of those two, they're the legal competitors in the ring, and hits another pile driver on Hokuto in the middle of the ring this time. Yeah, they're continuing to work over that neck exactly. of Akira Hokuto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these body presses and follow-up pile drivers, this, they're not doing her neck any favors at this no. point. 
Only thing I think of is the WrestleMania 17 build. Mm. My friend China, after I broke your neck. That's right. all. I can, that's all I can think of here. Right to censor. Yeah. About, <laughs> so I'm just. I'm. That's all I can think about is like they're trying to break her neck. Enter Nakano, who mm. goes back to the submission game plan. You Indian, go back to the game plan. Indian Spencer, Deathlock. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. It, it's it's they're winning this not by brute strength which they could do right they're winning it with their smarts mm-hmm. and they're the they're the more cohesive team a hundred percent keep Huck, keep Hokuto down and keep changing the hold yep. before she has a chance to counter it and what I love is that we get a glimpse of that submission move the same one that we're gonna see four and a half months from now on Alundra Blaze at SummerSlam oh you know the one. You know the one. Paul, what is this move? Describe it to me. Okay. So, gosh, it's hard. I know. We had this conversation okay. uh, when so, we covered the SummerSlam match. Okay. So, I'm going to put you in the sharpshooter. Right. But I'm also going to lift you off the ground mm-hmm. and put you in, like, an inverted abdominal stretch. And I'm going to put you in a chin lock at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Nakano has <laughs> brutal Hokuto suspended, you know, off the mat in the air. Uh, and it is just impressive to watch. And so she's able to transition from that move to an inverted figure four to a sharpshooter, just like Landon said, now changing these submissions. How you lock in the sharpshooter. Yes. Changing the these submissions before Hokuto has the ability to figure out an escape from them and keeping control. The move is called the, the Angelito. The Bulls Angelito. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very uh, much. That's Paige used to do right. it. And it, it, yeah. Paige did do it. That's, and that's right. it is just one of the most brutal submission moves you will ever see. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just... You're in a sharpshooter, and then you get put into a butterfly lock, and sometimes yeah, she'd wrap. That's what up, it's the butterfly. She'd wrap. Sometimes yeah. she'd wrap the arm around the head, mm-hmm. or do like the like almost a rings of Saturn. I've seen her do before, and she's brutal. So Bulldogano in full control, and it seems like it's going to stay that way until she's hung up on the top rope, and she's hanging, dangling headfirst onto the apron, onto the apron, and that is where Akira Hokuto has the ability then to finally get a breather and tag in Kandori. Kong gets tagged in as well, so we've swapped those two out. We've got Kong and Kandori as the legal competitors in the ring here. And in this tag, it's the first moment of the match where they sort of look at each other. And for the first time, you get a glimpse of maybe these two can actually work as a team. Mm-hmm. And I love that that comes in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's almost like there's almost a – and like you said, it's this, this we're locking eyes. We're understanding that, hey, this is not going well for us. We've got to figure something out. And we yes. want to win. Like, yes. we want to win. So maybe maybe we can work through this. Um, and you're right. It's a really, really cool moment. And I, and I love that Kandori is able to do this really quick. Uh, and it's not a moment that lasts very long, but I think it's so smart. It's this drop-toe hold uh, really, really quickly. Oh, and, and she goes, able, like, right into a knee bar. Right into a knee bar. Now, Kong is on the ropes, and so it lasts, you know, all of half a second. But it was just a really smart wrestling it's move. smooth. And it's so smooth. Kandori's drop-toe hold. I was like... Okay, I accept this. And now, you know, we're 25 minutes in. We're 25 minutes in. And then we get a very important moment, in my opinion. Kandori is finally able to drop Nakano with a lariat. She's tried several times, and finally she goes down. Yeah, and what I love here 
is Nakano gets backed up into her corner, and Aja Kong is there, extending her arm for a tag. And Bull Nakano looks at her and shakes her head no, because that's not the plan. What they've been doing for the past 25 minutes has worked for them, and that has been to keep Hokuto down, and when Kandori's in, Bull out-wrestles Kandori, and then drags her into the corner, and Aja Kong hits a strike. This wasn't the game plan, so Bull wants to prove to herself that yes, she can out-wrestle the judo master Shinobu Kandori. Whenever the armbar gets locked onto Aja Kong, Bull Nakano goes up to the top row for her leg drop. She misses. She does. She absolutely does. But, but, she gets a second chance. Oh, she gets a second chance. She gets a second <laughs> chance uh, and is able to hit it on Hokuto. Oh, takes her, mm-hmm. almost decapitates her. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like, okay, well, she's, she's clearly dead um, right. <laughs> when this match is over. Um, but Bull picks her up. For a power bomb, and follows it up with a bull's Poseidon, which is an extremely mm. dangerous move. Yep, where you essentially you have them up over your head for sort of an Alabama slam position, but instead of driving your opponent forward, you, you just drop, drop to your knees. Yeah, which isn't that uh, more or less what Hangman Page the, does? Yeah, dead it's eye. a little bit like that. It's yeah. a little bit like very the dead similar. Eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great way to sort of visualize it for sure. Uh, but it's not enough to put Hokuto away on this occasion. Uh, she goes back to the well with the diving leg drop, and it's still not enough. And that's when Kong hits the Brett rope splash, Oop. like Paul would call it. Uh, still it not enough. Oh, no. okay. How about power slam? Still not enough. Well, and I think what I love here is not only do we get this incredible power slam, but when Hokuto is running the ropes. You can tell she's winded. Yeah, it's definitely a a like I almost can't take this Irish whip, you know. Um, but it, it just speaks to how well Hokuto is selling. How just you know emaciated at, at, at this point she is. She's been she's been the target mm-hmm. of the damage. Mm-hmm. I think they recognized which one of the two was the more dangerous one, and it was the dangerous queen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Kong goes to set up Hokuto in the top rope, and that opens Ugh. up immediately an opportunity for Akira to take the offense, and she goes for the sunset flip powerbomb and tags in Shinobu, who gets instantly double-teamed by Nakana Kong. Oh, she gets a lariat to the front and the back of the head. I mean, she is squished. Yep, yep. Oh. But she's able to escape. Uh, Akira is able to come in to distract Kong, and when she does... Mm, big moment. Shinobu Kandori locks in the sleeper. And let me tell you something. I have never been more excited <laughs> about a sleeper in my whole life. God. Everyone in that arena was going bananas. It was the first time in this match where you thought they could win. Yes. Yeah. It was the very first time. That sleeper hold was like, oh, shit. Here we go. It could happen. Uh, but, of course, Bull breaks it up, and we're back to square one again. Kandori tags in Hokuto, and this is a legit tag this time. Exactly. Cannot cannot overstate the story that that says right there. And we're half an hour in. We're at our 30-minute mark. Exactly. Aja so, Kong damn near takes her head off. Oh, so. we get one, two, three spinning back fists. Yep. And not to be outdone by that, she says, you know what? I did a really dangerous move in the ring. Now I'm going to do it off the top rope. 
bull dives outside to Kandori uh, as as Kong sets up Hokuto on the top rope and falls with Hokuto for what almost looks like an avalanche Poseidon. I know. Oh, word. Yeah. It was horrible. I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna kill her. And you think the ball game. Ball game. Ball Has game. to be. Ball game. But at two point nine nine five, Kandori breaks the pinup. And and honestly, that's something that you almost you know, ten minutes ago in this match, you think wouldn't even happen. Mm-mm. You know, Kandori maybe wouldn't break up that pin. Or right. Hokuto maybe wouldn't break up that pin if Kandori was getting pinned. But they have a common goal now, and so Kandori does step in, and the match continues. And it's at this point when Bull Nakano pulls off something I don't think I've ever seen before in pro wrestling. She Irish whips both Kandori and Hokuto at the same time. <laughs> Uh, but she's the one that gets caught in a double submission mm. before Kong tosses out. Her. I thought that was it. Like, the double submission. Yeah, it. they this give you it. another moment. Of, Wait a minute. They're working as a cohesive unit. Yep. Yep. And a, a, a backdrop on Shinobu Kandori looks like it could be the end. But Kandori slips out of the pin. And when she does, Kong locks in a sleeper as payback. Mm-hmm. But Akira Hokuto hits a top rope drop kick, baby. She sure does. One of the best in the business. Absolutely right. Uh, and finally, then she has a fucking flip senton from the top rope to the outside onto Bull Nakano. Oh, so good. And I'm like, what is this match? <laughs> oh, it's 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 excellent. Oh, and then the Northern Lights bomb. The Northern Lights bomb. Back in the ring, Kong is out. Akira hits the Northern Lights bomb on Aja Kong. Honestly, Northern Lights bomb. Most devastating move I think I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. Not only does she do it. If she, I had to pick one, well, it would she, be that. Well, she hits one on uh, on uh, Nakano. Then she gets in the ring does one on, on Aja Kong. It's like, no, I'm going to do a second one. Then I'm going to do an inverted one. And you can hear <laughs> the exasperation from the commentary team. Like, how do they keep calling this crazy, crazy war? I don't know, but they're like... They are having a damn good time doing it. It, Kong gets up with enough left in the tank to land a German suplex on Akira Hokuto, backhands Kandori, but then gets caught in, as Paul said, the combination Northern Lights Bomb, inverted Northern Lights Bomb combo. And finally, mercifully, (laughs) Aja Kong is down for the count in the unlikely team of Akira Hokuto and Shinobu Kandori have conquered the most dominant team in AJW history. They've beaten the two kaijus. Just over 35 minutes, bell to bell. But the moment afterward, uh, well, with the acknowledgement from Shinobu Kandori, it just kind of puts a whole bow I on wanna, this story. I want to point out, though, the match ends. The only person who's able to stand up on their own is Shinobu Kandori. Everybody else is down being tended to by the trainers. Yeah. Everybody. She's the only one who's like, this is easy for me. <laughs> well, she's got a tea time after. So. <laughs> um, what? Uh, <laughs> I wh- thought we were done with this. So what does that moment mean, Landon? That that post-match moment between Kandori and Hokuto. What do you think that means? I don't hate you that as much. It's the respect of a warrior. That's that's what it is. They she's, went through a battle 
together. And what I loved there is it wasn't just the respect between Akira Hokuto and Shinobu Kandori. The respect between all of the performers coming off of one of the most intense matches you could ever hope to see. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say all of them because Kandori acknowledges them all, but when the moment to, okay, help her up, shake the hand, nope, fuck you, I'm going back to LPW. Well, uh, there's a little bit of that there. there but is. if you consider everything that they had been through up to that point. Oh, I do. And, and how their relationship was in the beginning parts of the match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was miles of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it went from, like, I want to kill you to, you're not so bad. I'm not helping you up. And I'm leaving. Going back to my company. But that you're not so bad is everything. It but is. for me, the big moment is whenever Kong gets on the mic. And once again, I don't speak the language. But I understand passion. And the fact that everybody, including the commentary, stood up and started applauding when she was done speaking shows that, oh, she essentially just said, all right, Hokuto, you truly are the queen. And I do think that it's something like this. Again, we don't have the Japanese translation. However, the story here is Akira Hokuto just pinned the WWWA world champion. And although she's leaving, there will always be that what if. See, Hokuto never claimed that prestigious red belt. She never won it, not once in her career. But on that night, she could have. And that's the story. And my personal favorite moment of the entire match, after they're done with their speeches, Bold Nakano stands up, and she bows to Akira Hokuto. Oh. Let me tell you a, a quick story. And <laughs> this actually ties in, uh, but it's one of my favorite things uh, ever, is uh, Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters Golf Tournament this past year, 2021. Uh, I'm tying in professional golf again. Uh, again, yeah. Uh, but one of the images out of that tournament, like maybe the image out of that tournament, was his caddy bowing to the golf course after he made the final putt oh. uh, to win. And so it, that's what it instantly reminded me of. It's just a respect for the game, and it's a respect for your competitors, and it's a respect for what you were able to accomplish. and um, Respect for the queen. Yeah, and I just love it. I just love it. It just says everything to me uh, in both of these instances. So favorite moment, it, it, you're the bow. That's my yeah. favorite moment. Yeah. Because uh, like we just watched her and Kong try to break her neck, destroy every joint in her body. Yeah. And then she just, it's so simple, but like in Japanese culture, the bow is just such an important thing. Mm -hmm. So for her to do that was like, there's a lot of fucking respect coming yeah, from her right now. Absolutely. I, I think I have two. Yeah, I think that's okay. Um, well, that being Angelito. And, <laughs> and, you know, there's just so much going on. But the, first of all, the moment where uh, Bull Nakano refuses to tag out. Yeah. She's like – she's clearly losing in this battle, but she has too much pride to not stick to the game plan. I absolutely loved it. Um, and you know what? That's just going to be my number one. There it is. That's there fair. it is. Um, when Kandori locks in that sleeper. Yeah. Uh, oh. That was my other one. It just, yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> I didn't want to take yeah, yours. I it, knew what it would I be. I just, it's, oh gosh. And it's huge. It's such a big moment. Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and it being the sort of the turning point of the match yeah. where you start believing in the team that didn't believe in themselves. Ah, uh, well said. Very well said. Um, again, we implore you, this match is on the YouTube 
please do yourself a favor and watch it if you have not seen it already. Um, this is a match that won in a poll. You know, it was a very, very tight race uh, on both Twitter and Patreon. And uh, and it, and it what came out on top, you know that's why we're covering. Yeah, it, it won week. both polls. Yeah, it did. It did. Both were close, but this one like it won both. I'm like, well, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So really, really um, great match, worth looking into. Uh, and and we're about to tell you how good it is because we're gonna <laughs> rank it uh, on our list of the 75 greatest 75. wrestling matches of oh. all. Time. You know, that's it, guys. I think 75, this oh. is going to be our, our last episode. You know, 75, that's no. enough for me. I know what I mean. You know? <laughs> there are a couple glaring omissions from our list <laughs> that I think would get uh, some people upset. Um, listen, we actually reached out to a, a professional uh, in in the field. And by professional, I mean the, the resident super fan, hey. Deadly Pudding. Deadly Pudding. Who has helped us out with Japanese wrestling in the past. <clears throat> so good. And we are super grateful for Deadly Pudding uh, and all of his his help and his support as as a listener and as a friend. So let's go ahead and listen right now to what he had to say uh, before we, we share our rankings. Hey guys, it's Deadly Pudding. Thank you again for asking me to look into this match and give you my thoughts on it. There's so much intensity and hatred from all four women. Of course, Kong and Nakano had a previous rivalry before, but they worked pretty well together, and Hokuto and Kendori slapped the shit out of each other for every single tag in and out of this match. I mean, head drops galore, stiff stiff strikes before. I mean, Kong, at one point, pile drives Hokuto five times in a row and then adds another three throughout the rest of the match. And Hokuto has to take three Northern Lights bombs to even put down Aja Kong at the end of the match. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, but I don't think it quite lives up to the other AJW uh, tag classics. And it's fun, but it's not not super a lot of stakes here. There's no belts involved. Um, so I kind of it kind of hurts the ranking a little bit for me. My gut said 47, and that sounds good. Puts it into the new spot where Mick Foley and Edge previously was, and that feels good to me. Thanks, guys, for giving me a chance to do this, and keep doing what you're doing, releasing great podcasts. Thanks again. All right. Deadly Pudding. Man, we just appreciate that very much, and and we and truly appreciate your insight. Um, you know, this is... A world and, and something that we, we harp on a lot with this show is trying desperately to um, to expand our wrestling horizons and explain and expand the horizons of our listeners as well. Um, and so we have no, uh, you know, no qualms about, uh, you know, turning to these these fans of this part of wrestling that we are not as well versed in. Um, and so obviously uh, really, really grateful for your input there. And you touch on some really great things, the intensity and the hatred. Uh, between you know these four competitors, whether they have that for each other during the match or in previous feuds, mm-hmm. um, but an interesting point about the stakes of the match as well. That's that's a good point. I I didn't really think about it from that perspective, but um, if you want to talk about hatred, you know what match I think of when two guys that hate each other. I think Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. Yeah. Because that was a real-life, legitimate, these two hate each other. And for reference, uh, T.A. Blanchard is currently at number 20 on our list. And 
like part of me is like, I don't know if I necessarily want to go quite to number 20, but when I think about tag team matches, I, I think this is definitely the best one we've done. <laughs> we've, we've done a few. This might be the best one. Uh, the only other tag match that's even close to the uh, to that ranking would be uh, uh, Love Machine and Eddie versus uh, Del Santo and, and Octagon. Sure, that's, right there. That's kind of number twenty six. Yeah. Um, even though that match probably has bigger stakes, I love this. So right now, me personally, m- my ranking is going to be somewhere between that twenty to twenty, like seven or twenty eight, somewhere in that range. Um, because also, like, when you talk about hard hits, uh, Shibata and Ishii, that, yeah, that's still the hardest-hitting match we've ever seen in our lives. Hard as it gets. Um, so, but, like, I have a difficult time going a little bit higher than 20 because that's when we really start getting into, all right, now you have to start nitpicking because once you get in that top 20, it's so difficult to rank anything in there it really is. You have so many things in there for so many different yeah. reasons. Yeah. So when you start talking about all this matches that had the stakes, Jesus Christ, everything everything pretty much from 15 up is like about as high as the stakes get. I, w- I want to talk about that for a second um, because I think it's a fair point, but this is a story that can only be told in a tag team match. Yes, it can. Which I think is a very special thing. I agree. And it has a tremendous amount of history to it. Although not for a championship, right? If we're talking about stakes, and this is the most prestigious championship in women's wrestling, it's very much at the center of this conflict. No, it it's is. not on the line, but it's all about the title, regardless of if it changes hand in the match. Well, probably the biggest thing about this match is that the undefeated world title holder is pinned by a retiring wrestler. Right. So what does that mean? It's That's, just it's sort of a really intriguing moment no, in I, the history I of pro wrestling. That's another reason why even if it might have the stakes, like that's a big deal. And in addition to that, this match settled the rivalry between Hokuto and Kandori and arguably cemented Akira as the greatest in AJW. I mean, she's on a short list of greatest wrestlers of all time. And I'm not just talking women's wrestlers. I mean wrestlers. So for me... It's it's gonna go higher than that. Um, I would I would put it somewhere between. I'm looking at the, like the 24, 25 area. You're right in the middle of my range, bro. Maybe all the way up to a, a a 15. Because how can you tell me that the the unbreakable triple threat between Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels accomplished more? I don't know. It's arguable. You know um, what I mean? Well, that one's weird because that is like the first true, like, look what the X Division can be. And I feel like this match isn't saying, look what women's, women's wrestling can be. It's not even saying, look what AJW can be. This match is, look what happens when you put the most dominant tag team ever against two people that fucking hate each other. And it was a really intriguing moment. And I think... Any, as many times as that story has been told, not this, like this. This is the best. I mean, I've seen people try to do that, and then I've seen these four do it. That's an interesting point, though, is that it is a story that's not unique necessarily. You know, and yes, do they do it exceptionally well? Absolutely. But the can we coexist is a meme at this point. You know. Yeah. So um, it wasn't a meme in 1992. No, it wasn't. It four, wasn't. Excuse me. It wasn't. And I, I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just saying. 
the Unbreakable match that you, you referenced, I, I think carries some weight because that match was in 2005 for it a is. company that's still around, you know, it, to some variation, right? Um, and it's still the match we go back to as maybe the match of oh, that division? of that federation's history. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? That is on the short list of top, um, I just say impact matches. It, it's like, I think it's like one of their best. Yeah. And so I, I think there's value there. It's, and it's obviously got three complete legends of the game. And just like have, this match. And they all have completely different styles. No pun intended. Just like this match has legends of the yeah. game. Right? Um, I think they're absolutely 100% comparable. I'm just, I don't know which one I go higher with is, is, is where mm-hmm. I'm struggling here. Um, I, I would put this above Zach Theory Jr. and Will Ospreay. I would put this above Walter and Tyler Bate. I don't know if I go to 16 or go higher. I really don't know if I put this um, higher than like 15. Like, uh, what do you think, it's Spencer? Um, I'm not as high as you guys. Ultimately, I think there's a a, a lull in this match for a bit. There is, um, but... which a match needs that. You know, like I'm not saying that that's a, a yeah. You know, that and, really weighs it down. And because like I basically watched this match one and a half times. <laughs> Uh, the lull is where I unfortunately had to stop watching it before I picked up. I picked up. I started from the beginning, and going back through it, especially since I had pretty much watched about half of it and then went back and watched the entire thing. The lull is where all the story is told. There's so much going on in the and the, the lulls because I see y'all keep saying lull. I didn't notice the lull in this match. It, it's literally really it's it's like two minutes tops. But I disagree. I just disagree. Oh, that's fair. Well, that's and fine. I'll tell you why. It's and it, again, it's. It's just it's the Kong and Nakano are dominating part of the match where Hokuto is being you destroyed. know being that destroyed. Happens. It does happen for a, for a, in, an extensive period of time. In, in that moment, I agree with Paul. That's the story being told. I understand yeah. their story being told there, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. and I realize that that is part of it. It's just not interesting to me to in my, the same level. In my personal opinion, I think the match is about ten minutes too long. And I, that's a that is a common criticism of this match, and I think that's part of what Deadly Pudding was trying to hint at, yeah. and that there are other tag team matches in AJW that don't have that criticism. Yeah. So for me... That's why originally my range was about 10 points lower, like in the mid-20s. Opposed to the he's going to go way lower than 10 points lower. So for me, <laughs> not knowing what's on our horizon in terms of what we're going to cover with our next 25 matches and beyond, I want to leave some room for potential other of these tag series that oh, we have I, not I, I imagine quite discovered yet. We're probably going to watch at least one or two. I want to leave some room, personally. Um, so, I'm not 47. Like, I'm not down there. Nah. Um, but I will say that I am in the top 30, for sure. Okay. Like, I, I think I am past Goldberg DDP, you know, for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would probably stick it, personally, at 25. 25? I do think That's it's, the, I right think it's the, the best tag match on our list. So I think it deserves to go over all the others, which uh, which we mentioned before. Yeah, the the our, triple A tag uh, was, Machine, is yeah, 26. The 20, the 26 yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go above that. I'm going to go above Eddie and Ray at WrestleMania 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to stick it right there below Angle and Joe. Angle and Joe. <laughs> because I think these two matches share intensity. Yeah. You know, like Joe and Angle. As intense as it gets, you know, and this match is similar in that regard. I, I completely agree. I think I think on my list, it would be... A little bit higher? A, I, I would put it one higher. I would put it right above Angle and Joe Angle and if Joe? it were yeah. my list. But I, t- I totally see what you mean, and I think... 
I really appreciate the expert opinion that uh, Deadly Pudding for came sure, with. for uh, sure, and and I think that airing on the side of lower just gives us some space. Oh, I agree one hundred percent because the minute he's like, "There's other matches in this series," I'm like, "There is." Well, and we, well, and we know, <laughs> yeah, like we know that this is not the more. only uh, you know Joshi tag that that's oh, been absolutely. recommended to us. Um, so we're aware of those things, but. Uh, this is what was on the poll, and this is what won the poll, right? I also feel like the reason why this one got thrown as much as it is because they know how much we love Akira Hokuto. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Big fan. It's and like we her do. third appearance, and it will not Big be her fan. last. So, Paul, uh, is this match 24 or match 25? Does it go above um, or below Angle Joe? Mm, that's, a, oh, that's so difficult because, like, Angle Joe, that, that, is, that is my shit. Yeah. That is what I come to wrestling for. Uh-huh. But, damn, this was such a good match. Um... I personally, I'm happy putting it over. If if you if you feel like that's the way it should it's, be, it's 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 just that one. It, that one, like I said, that really comes into nitpicking. Um, the angle and Joe. My only real criticism I have is that it's too short. It's like what nine and a half minutes. It's very short. It's a short match that should have gone on. Not for 35 minutes, but it should, I think it should have gone on for another five. Well, and it's part of a trilogy of great it matches. It is, it is. But that might be their best. Although, I don't know, that lockdown match is really good. <laughs> yeah, I put it at 24. I, I would put it right above Kurt and Joe just for the fact that it's not the beginning of a trilogy, that they don't have to hold anything back. And as much as I love Kurt and, and, and Joe, they do hold a little bit back because they know we're going to have a couple more of these. Mm-hmm. So, for that, I would, I would put it at 24. 24? Okay, I do think y'all thought I was going to say something like 50 based no, off no, no, of the no, hesitation no. there. And I no, I love this match, and I, I hate being the one sometimes. It's never it's never easy, like, between the three of us, whichever one of us is the lowest. Like, that's a tough <laughs> yeah. spot to be in. Because, well, like, you, it sound, because inevitably, when you defend your position, it sounds like you hate the match, which is not in any case true. Well, it if we, hit, if we it hated the match, be. we wouldn't be talking about it. There are 75 exceptional right. matches on this list. Right. We have to split hairs. That's yeah. where we are. That, that's why I really hate when we start getting into like the, the lower 20s and the teens. Like, oh, damn it, you're putting me on the spot here. It's like I yeah, have to nitpick. It's really tough. And it's like, it's like just now. Like, as much as I love Kurt and Joe, I can nitpick that match. I can nitpick this one too. But I feel like this one accomplishes what it set up, what it set out to accomplish. Yeah. Yep. Um, not that say that Kurt and Joe didn't. I just feel like that's the beginning of a feud. Yeah. It's so a, they, they hold very back. Very different. That's things. fair. That's there totally is fair. nothing held back in this match, and I love them for it. Seventy five episodes in, this match reaches the top third. Oh man. At twenty four. That's have impressive. It, I wouldn't have it another way. Yeah, that feels really good. I've made no secret that Bull Nakano and Akira Hokuto are two of my all-time favorite wrestlers. That did not influence my ranking, but I love these two women. I have yet to see a match. That's not entirely true. I have yet to see a match featuring both of them that I did not absolutely love. <laughs> we did find a Bull Nakano match that I was like, ooh, I don't know about that one. But here's ten more that are really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Hey. Do yourselves a favor, guys, listening. Go watch this match. Absolutely. And then let us know. Let us know how you feel about our 24 ranking. Yeah. And um, if you hate it, well, that's your opinion, man. <laughs> Start your own podcast. Higher <laughs> or lower, let us know. We'd love to hear that. Um, we have just five episodes left in season four. We're not quite ready to start teasing the finale yet. Oh, I totally am. I know you're ready, but we are not quite ready, I don't think. And let's, should we? Yeah. We, we, have, Could, we have a phone call to make. Yeah. We sure do. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait for the rest of this <laughs> season. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know. I feel like we could do one better than that, Landon. Oh, Ooh, you think I, so? Oh. I do. 
Well, until episode 76. I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. I'm Landon. And this is Last Match Standing. Standing.